Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Water Trader Podcast. My name is Wendy Lesishi. What was that? I'm George Mini. I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm so cold. Today is one of the coldest days I've, I've experienced in like the last two months. So Just put an it's elastic band about around your voice. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying out here. I'm dying out here. It's super cold. I'm even drinking some hot chocolate for the first time this year. Yeah, what is going on? Are we like suffering from El Nino or something? Because Cape Town's hot. Johannesburg's cold. Durban's also cold. So Ah, El yeah. Nino. It could be. Yeah. Mm. I did see that um, we're expecting some hail today. Some just it's hailed at my house like three days in a row. Small bits, but really? it's hailed, yeah. Yeah, I had a little bit of hail yesterday, and I was actually driving to go get some lunch at the time. And literally, as I get to the gate, it starts hailing, and I just turn right back because my friend had a BMW individual with individual bespoke like paint and stuff. Only BMW driver. <laughs> yeah, and it completely destroyed his paint job. But he had sick car to, to BMW for eight months for, for them to refurbish it. So, might have built a new that. car. Yeah, I mean, eight months is a long time sure. for paint, for a paint job. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways, today, George, um, we've got a super interesting episode, something that has come about as a result of people requesting it. So um, we'll be speaking about basically hidden costs of ownership, um, the best budget cars. Um, cars are winning the wallets of South Africans, and then ideally I'd like to get your, your take on, on the Formula One weekend that we just had. Ooh. Maybe we should start there, actually. What do you think? Sure. I'm happy to talk about Perez. Let's talk about Perez. We had the Mexican Grand Prix. Um, so this was after Texas. So, you know, right around the corner from mm. the last race. Mm, down and, the road. And as you were saying, it's Perez's home race. Um, and he crashed out mm. in, in the very first turn. Well, at, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it was his fault. Yeah, I mean, he's taken ownership of that. Yeah, so, you know, the, the nice thing is he's, he's taken ownership. Um he should have settled for third place yep. at that corner yeah. rather than trying to go for it because that's what he was saying. He's like, yeah, but he's a racing driver and, you know, he was he was going for it. Fair yeah. enough. But you've got to calculate whether um, at your home race you want to take that kind of risk. Like, was he trying to be a hero in front of his fans? It could have been, it could have been that. Look, um, he did give a great start. To be fair. No, he did. He got a yeah. great start, but there's a bloody car in his way. <laughs> you can have whatever start you want, Jane, going through that car. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a Ferrari in his way. There was a Ferrari. I mean, Max, both Red Bulls got a, a great start. Mm. I mean, off the, off the line. But on both good. starts, though. Mm. You know, um, on the start after the red For flag. Red, yeah. Um, yeah. I think Max and Crash, yeah. Yeah, Max got a really good, uh, good, good getaway again. Yeah, 100%. Um, but it was a great race. I think what was really... Uh, Norris was epic. He was just driving the pass off that car. Epic, epic. I was <laughs> watching, like, what is he doing that's different to the other drivers? Yeah, He's yeah. cutting those corners. Yeah. Did you see that? He's driving like um, like Alonso back in... He was car. ramping over those corners. He was just... And that was what was giving him his edge. It's funny because Maxim was trying the same thing and that's how he crashed. Actually, got that's how he got the reflex. So the margins are so small. Oh. But Lando just figured it out and he... I mean, it was fun to watch. It was mm. fun to watch. Mm. Well, I mean, you are, you, like, you got to wonder, okay? So they've got this ride height problem yeah. that they had in the previous race that... Yeah. Uh, that um, um, Charles and, and Hamilton got and Hamilton penalized, got penalized for, for. Okay. And they were, they were genuinely, mm. you know, over the line. Mm. So you got to wonder, okay, so can I gain more of a lap, better, better lap time mm-hmm. by lowering the car mm-hmm. 
or by making the car slightly higher, but then being able to drive over the curbs. The curbs, yeah. Because if the curbs are like ninety degrees, right, yeah. and you can cut it with one wheel still on the on the track, you can make that corner straighter. I mean, you lose downforce, and that's the, I think that's why Magnussen crashed, right? Because he he lost he just lost the the rear. Um, so I think there's a little bit of balancing act between controlling because mm. I think you if you go over those curbs, you're gonna be it's a lot slippery than the tarmac. Yeah, but if you if you can if you can control that, yeah, then you can get a little bit of an edge. There. I reckon Norris found the the perfect combination of ride height and mm. taking those curbs like a four by four. Arguably, one of Red Bull's uh, biggest strengths has been exactly that. Ferrari's fast in the straights, but in the corners they've gotten that balance of you know of ride heights and just aerodynamic like grip mm-hmm. um, to a T. But you know, mechanical Max, grip. Yeah, mechanical grip. Max went ahead, 16th wins now, so smashing his own records at this point. Um, you know, they, they kind of gave him the race there, and I was, I was really happy to see that Hamilton was there. Do you think Ricardo regrets leaving Red Bull? I think he's going to come back. No, no, I reckon he's going to come back as well. <laughs> I mean, he's found a path back. <laughs> yeah. But do you reckon he's, he regrets leaving Red Bull? I don't think he reg- <sighs> Hard to say. Do we think... I think he regrets leaving Red Bull. He made a lot more money, though. He was being underpaid at Red Bull, considering his skill, mm. um, and he was sidelined. So mm. I think for his his personal well-being, I think his path driver, back has actually got him a better a better place. Um, I think he could have won the championship, to be honest. Um, but we wouldn't have known that, you know, given the new regulations and stuff. Mm. I think if he still would, if he stayed with the team, he would have been the only contender that could fight against Max. Yeah, and that would have been the case. I, I reckon he's better than Perez. I think he's far better than Perry. Yeah. I think he's one of the best drivers in the grid. So if he stayed, you know, we would have probably seen him challenge, be a, a better challenger than Perez has been. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I understand why he would have left at the time that he did. Makes mm. sense. And do of course... Think, do you think Perez is going to be there next year? No. no. Well, he's going to be there next year because he's signed for the next year, but I don't think the year after, I don't think he's... Uh, okay. I think, um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Danny is probably going to come back. I wonder if they can buy him out of the contract. I don't, they totally can. That's always an option. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like they just need to get more points. And I think, you know, like for a couple more points, you get like 20 million US dollars or something. Mm. Mm. Was, the commentators were saying. Mm. Exactly. And they've won both championships, right? So mm. there it is. Hamilton, I have to talk about it. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my black and, and toy course today. He came second. And I think that we are almost there. Obviously, we're, we're trying new parts for next year's car, to be fair. Mm. Um, but they are definitely getting us closer to a place where we'll be challenging next year better. Will we be as fast? I doubt. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, let's, it, it remains to be seen. I wonder whether it's uh, incremental, the changes mm. to the cars, or whether they're working on another car in the background mm. and testing some of the parts on this car. I think it's that. You know, because in that case, when they reveal the car... Might be a totally different car. Yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see. We'll see almost immediately that this is a, a brand new one. Then you think fight that happened? The fight. <laughs> yeah. The what race. fight? So there was a there was a fight between Ferrari fans and no, um, I didn't see this and Perez fights. Um, and basically after the crash happened, um, there was a a Red Bull fan that went and attacked a Ferrari fan. No. And a, a huge brawl just happened and like in the stands. I didn't see that. Please, I'm going to send you the video to that. It's 
insane. Um, what just like Ferrari and and Red, Red Bull fans, fans going, going at, at it? <laughs> what a bunch of plonkers! <laughs> it was like a football match. It was insane. But Gee, yeah, it was. It was an interesting race. It was an interesting race. Let's see what happens. I think Hamilton is twenty points behind Perez, so mm. second place is still being fought for. You know what they say about uh, about football, right? What they say about game hooligans? Mm. So a game for hooligans versus versus rugby. rugby. Yeah, so uh, so football is is played by gentlemen, watched by hooligans. Mm-hmm. Rugby is played by hooligans, watched by gentlemen. Hundred um, percent. I think Formula One's going to fit into exactly that. that. That's <laughs> it's driven driven by gentlemen, watched, uh, watched by, by hooligans. Hundred percent. And we won the Springboks won, which is insane. Oh. I don't know where you were, but I was with um, thirty of my friends, and we went crazy for that. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think that could have gone either way. Yeah, um, it was so close. It was so close. And it's like almost their the, the one point wins all the way through, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, hey, take a win when Either it's a champions. win. That's yeah, it. Definitely, That's yeah. it. And what? Back to back. Back to back champs. Uh, proteins are still at it. We're actually playing New Zealand, mm. uh, I think tomorrow or something, at the time of calling this. So it ain't done. We got more, we got more fights on us. I think South Africa's, you know, on the up. Moving on, yeah, it's all about cars. Mm-hmm. More cars, at least. So I don't know if you've noticed this around right now, but there's a lot of uh, requests and, and people sending in questions and just in the news in general about specifically budget cars or cars under, let's say, around the 400,000 Rand range. Um, so I thought maybe let's talk about what is the average cost of a new of a new car today? Um, what are we seeing in the new car space a little bit? Um, and just talk about you know some advice that we can give anybody who's looking for a car and, and seeing what's 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 trying to un- unpack there. So. For context, um, I was looking at some research, and the banks say that right now the average cost of a new car monthly is about eleven thousand rand that mm. you'd be paying, which is an insane amount um, versus twenty nineteen seven thousand eight hundred. Um, for context of the full price, it's about three hundred ninety three thousand rand. So just off of that alone, do you think that we're going to be seeing that stay at that amount? Do you think cars are going to be new cars going to be getting cheaper? So there's a few there's a few ways to look at this, right? If in 2019 a car cost 7,851 rand per month mm. um, for finance, mm. um, what can you buy for 7,851 rand? Rent? No, no. In terms of car. Oh, car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, so if you if you took um, seven eight to eleven six. Mm. Okay. Um, what value card do, does eleven six get you? Mm. So, the cars that are being sold the most in terms of new car, I, I, I have a little bit listed. So it's it's it's, Jolie, it's it's about three hundred eighty four thousand rand um, that you you'll be paying at the end. Um, obviously, if you change this is over sixty seven months, mm. um, sixty seven and a half months. Um, so it's it's the cars that we're really seeing. It's the Jolians, it's the Cherries. It's the Corolla Cross, the, the T-Cross, and the EcoSports. Those are the, the main cars that uh, South Africans are, are voting with their wallets for, at least. Um, and it's, it's, it's below 500,000 Rand. That seems to be the sweet spot across the board. So at, at 7,800 Rand a month, I just did a quick calculation at 11% interest. Mm-hmm. Let's do 11.75. 400,000 Rand car. Mm. Okay. Now, um, the same repayment, 7,800 Rand, 
at uh, what was the interest rate two years ago? I can definitely check that. I think it was um, about well, let's just take a a, a, a rough guess. Um, I think it was at around eight or nine. Yeah, we're looking at about nine point seven five ish. Um, so nine point seven five. So you could buy a car for roughly ten percent more, mm. four hundred and forty thousand rand, at that kind of interest rate. So, so if you think about it, the affordability of the car at 7,800 rand, that's what people can afford, right? Mm. Um, it's not the repayment that's going up. It's the price of the car they can afford that's coming down because mm-hmm. of the interest rates. Yeah. So, so, so 11,000 rand a month for a repayment on a car is just unaffordable for some people. So what do they have to adjust? The price of the car. Mm. So that's why the inquiries for the lower priced cars start to go up. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. We're seeing, I mean, I think another thing is there's so many things that have impacted affordability. It's not just the price of the car, right? Fuel has gone up. We spoke about it a few a few weeks ago. So how do you compensate? Exactly that. The price of the car you buy comes down. Comes down, exactly. Because you want to like destroy your inside. Because I think people can probably afford a little bit more expensive car, but the cost of ownership is not just the price of the car. Exactly. There's the insurance, Insurance, there's the maintenance, there's repairs, there's fuel. So many things that we have to think about and and your life as well that you, you know, that you have. Um, That, and and generally speaking, everything has gone a little bit more Food goes up. Food goes up. Clothing goes up. Um, And your lifestyle can change over time as well. So it's something that you, you know, people are considering right now and we're seeing that people are just buying cheaper cars, like you're saying, um, to sustain either the lifestyle that they, they currently have um, and these other things that are going up. Exactly. Um, what well, is fortunate though and what's nice to see that there's, there is a lot of vehicles that people can buy new um, which do take a lot of, like the, the Chinese brands that have came, come into the country have really assisted a lot of South Africans and we're seeing that in the cars that people are buying, the Jolians and the Cherries, um, which are fantastic cars and they're doing well. And the used car space though, I think you did an interview a few weeks ago and you mentioned that um, whilst the the cars, the new cars that people are buying are cheaper, um, a lot more people have moved into the new car space and are opting for more expensive cars. Um, well, uh, what's what's one way to get the price of the car down? Higher mileage. Is to go for one two-year-old car. Yeah. You know, so you can get the same car secondhand mm. Um at a lower price, guess what? Your repayment is mm. the same as what you were paying in 2019. Thing. Yeah. Um, and you're still effectively driving the same car. It's just got 30,000 Ks on it or 50,000 Ks on it. If somebody wants to buy a new car, what, what advice would you give them? Brand new of, car. Let's say they already own a new car, but they want to trade it in for a car that's similar. Um, but now they're seeing that for the same sort of spec car, um, it's a little bit more expensive. How do you get around that in terms so, of when do you trade in that sort of thing? Because I think a lot of people don't know when's the best time to trade in your car. When is dep- depreciation going to start taking a serious dip? Um, like, wh- what is the sweet spot in, in your experience? So that's a very very broad question, and the and, and the reason is is there are so many makes, models, and variants. Yeah. That particularly down at model level, 
Um, supply and demand plays, plays a big part in the price point of the vehicle in that category. Okay. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Mm. So you can't say that after two years you should trade your car in because that's when the value gets to, you know, its tipping point. There's a lot of those myths online. People saying like after three years is the best time. It, it, there's no such thing across every all. single car. Yeah. A VW Polo will have a different depreciation curve mm. to a uh, Renault Megane, for instance. Mm. Very different depreciation curve. And that changes. That changes dynamically um, on a regular basis. Preference will also impact that. Exactly. Mm. So, for instance, the Toyota Corolla Cross, yep. right? At the moment, it is in high demand. Mm. Um, there's not enough supply. Uh, we saw even in the used car space, you, you, a used Corolla Cross was more expensive than a new one. At some exactly. Point. Yeah. Right. So it happened with the C-Class Mercedes many, many years ago. There wasn't enough supply and there was a huge amount of demand. You could buy a C-Class, order it, wait for it, yeah. get it and sell it for more Yeah. because there was such, so much demand. So in that scenario, you know, at the moment, if you buy a Toyota Corolla Cross, um, chances are it's not going to depreciate as much Mm. over the next 12 to 24 months. Yeah. Okay. So it does the same principle apply? No. But in the next 12 to 24 months, you don't know what's going to happen to supply and the appetite for other cars. Mm. So somebody might bring a car to the market that rivals the Toyota Corolla Cross. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's going to happen to the Toyota Corolla Cross's depreciation? It's definitely going to accelerate. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more. Yeah. So, so it's a dynamic market. Uh, I always say that the, 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 the car industry in any country is like the stock market. Mm. And there are fluctuations in price across makes, models, and variants at different rates mm. all the time. Mm. And you, it's difficult to predict. For someone who is going for some of these most popular cars, maybe let's focus on the, the five cars I mentioned earlier, which is the, the Jolie and the, the Cherry. Four Pro. Yeah, the Corolla Cross, the BWT Cross, and the Ford EcoSport. If these are the cars that are the most sought after, in terms of the resale value of it, do we anticipate that they're going to depreciate higher as a result of the fact that there's going to be so much supply in about three, four years? Well, I think there'll be swings and roundabouts. You've mentioned five cars. Yeah. Right. Some of them okay. might fit into that category. Your point, yeah. And some of them might not. Mm. You know, I would imagine that these cars, by and large, have seen a really good run. Yeah. Um, but somebody might bring out a rival to the Jolian. Mm. And then suddenly the Jolian begins to depreciate, but the others don't. Um, and somebody might bring volume to, like a Marta, for instance, at the moment. Yeah. A motor, sorry. The guys who just bought in the, the electric car. Yeah. It was the something cat. <laughs> the something cat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the something cat. A, I saw that the motor just, just dropped. <laughs> sure, motor's uh, thrilled about the like, something cat. The something cat. <laughs> the something cat. Uh, and it's not the Hellcat either. <laughs> it's definitely not the Hellcat. Uh, yeah. uh, what, what is the Hellcat? Hellcat was, uh, um, it's I think a it's a Dodge yeah. Hellcat. Yeah. Viper, no? Dodge Hellcat. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so the something cat. Uh, it's the I'm trying to get the real. That's okay. The, so the so that might rival the Jolian. Yeah. Okay. So what's going to happen to the Jolian in this world? Might just depreciate. 
Yes. So you've got to take a view and you don't know what OEMs are going to bring out in the next six to 12 months. Yeah, I think you're referring to the, I just researched, motor, the five compact. Um, that's, okay, it's not the, not the, the something one, cat. Not the something cat, yeah. But 100%, I mean, that car, when it first came out, I thought it was going to be a massive challenger for um, the Jodian. Um, well, we, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Um, you know, so what will happen to the Jodian? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's depreciated. If something that does come into the market that plays in that segment and ticks all the boxes. And ticks the boxes. Then, got good tech, good price point. Then the depreciation will be a lot higher for... for then there's going to be demand for a motor. For a motor, yeah. Okay. And demand for Jolium. But a high supply but for... But a high supply because both of them are in the market. Yeah. And they're both popular cars. Yeah. So therefore, supply as a category is going to be up. Yeah. What's going to happen to price? It's going to go a little bit lower. going to go lower. What you yeah. bought your Jolian for now might not be what you sell your Jolian for in the future. 100%. And that goes for any car on that list. For anyone who is looking for a new car, what, what should they, top things that they must always look out for in terms of the cost of ownership? Because I think a lot of people forget that. So we spoke about it before, but I think it's always good to just refresh on those things. Well, I mean, so, so, so my first thing is support local. Yeah. Right? So if you can support the local manufactured car, Mm. Um, if it's made here, support mm. the local, because you're supporting local jobs, you're supporting all that stuff, okay? So there's a couple of OEMs that make cars here. <clears throat> if that doesn't suit you, if that car doesn't, you know, tickle your fancy, yeah. then um, then go for a car that has volume because there'll be more parts. Yeah. If you want to go for a niche car, bear in mind that there might not be parts. In the long term, yeah. And those aren't the only costs. I think, think about these things such as the depreciation. If somebody wants to see the value of their, their vehicle though, how do they know how bad the depreciation is going to be? Going to be is the, is the broad question. Mm. You don't know. Yeah. Um, you're never going to know. Yeah, it just um, depends. It just depends. Yeah. And it's a very it. dynamic, very interesting, very exciting place to be in automotive retail. 100%, 100%. So we actually have an article on site right now which speaks to the average cost of ownership for budget-friendly cars. So if your budget is 250,000 Rand um, and we do have it's a calculator on site, which, uh, the finance calculator, how does that work? How does that, that work? And if anybody has never used it before, can you give us a little bit of a crash course on what's the value of having this calculator and how do people use it best when buying a used new car? Well, the, the finance calculator is like any other finance calculator. You've got uh, cost, deposit, uh, whether you want a residual or balloon payment, um, the repayment period, interest rate, and um, the total amount paid per month from the, the monthly installment. Um, and that's an interrelated calculator. So if yeah. you change one value, Everything it's going to change, yeah. well, it's going to change the repayment. Um, and it's a financial calculator. That's all for those people who are not uh, financial gurus who can use an you know an HP twelve C like I can. <laughs> yeah. um, um, this calculator does it for you. Yeah. Um, calculates your repayment within those parameters. Mm. Um, but you know, if you want to predict the depreciation of a car, <clears throat> I always say you'll get it fifty percent right. You just don't know which fifty percent. Hundred percent. Um, there's another question I had for you before I left you or before I leave you. Man, it's 
going to kill me if I don't get it. So I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll record it. Around the calculator. It was around repayment specifically. Oh, man, I think maybe I'll have to just leave it for the next show. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much everything I have. There's lots of articles on the websites on, on all traders today. So if you want to see at different price ranges, what's the, you know, some of the options that we've kind of spotlighted, um, there's lots of articles that give you that, that insight that's been written by our journalists. So check them out um, and tell us what you think. If you have any questions, let us know. And we'll, we'll get to it. Before you go, yeah. um, who's in contention for number two for the Formula One now that Perez crashed? So Hamilton is 20 points behind Perez. So After the crash? After the crash, if I'm not mistaken. Um, because that's going to be an interesting one because if Hamilton now is in the running... Yeah, he's in the running. Um, then I think... Perez is like his life. <clears throat> I think that... I'm, I'm not saying anybody that crashes is a good thing, but it's kind of livened up num- spot number two. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, driver results. Results. So right now Perez is 240 points. Hamilton is 220 points. 240, 220. Yeah, I see that. So next race, if he beats Perez, mm. he could very well catch it. How many races we've got left? I think three. Three. It's going to be touch and go, but I hope they put some new parts on that Mercedes. Yeah, let's hope. Keep bringing in the new, the new ones. We need it. I mean, I'm like, I didn't support anybody this year. I've supported some races, Lando Norris, mm-hmm. some races, Alonso, some races, Hamilton. Mm. That's the nice thing about the season when you have a level playing field. Number one is completely gone. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's forget about that. They would, would, they, the rest uh, of the field Max was the safety car. <laughs> We just rose over the safety car at this point. But yeah, 100%. We have good racing now and mm. everywhere else. Hopefully we can just... Max was a safety car down. no one could catch. <laughs> 100%. Hamilton was always complaining. The safety car was driving too driving slow. slow. Yeah, so. yeah, it's going too fast now. <laughs> 100%. Thank you so much, George. And I'll catch you next week. See you next week. Search Auto Trader. <laughs>